0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Football is Life.
1: And sometime
0: death. I'm Niffer. And I'm Andy. And we're very excited.
1: I'm back for his internet this time.
0: Yeah, we're very excited (laughs) that Andy has internet again. Um, And uh, really uh, happy to be talking about Orlando City. It was great great to have Casey with us last week, but there's a lot uh, to talk about with what's going on with Orlando City. I can't believe that we're at the end of the summer and we're talking about yep. Orlando City being in good form, not that we have to get into better form for the end of the season. It makes me yeah. so happy.
1: So uh, a couple of things that is interesting to note. This is the first time since I start watching Orlando City in a very analytical way. To not worry about how bad we did in the summer, and we need to catch up
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because we did bad in the beginning. So we 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 got our bad early and we moved on. The second piece, uh, I think, we can clinch if we won couple of the next couple of games, especially on September twenty fourth. Uh, <laughs> uh, that will get us to clinch playoff which is interesting and very because Cincinnati, by the way, clinched mm-hmm. uh, even with their loss, they already clinched. Mm-hmm. And actually I think they need to win two games and they're going to clinch the, um the shield. So yeah. they are, they There's are so many away. points
0: ahead. There's so many points ahead.
1: The funny thing that they are just 10 points from us. Yeah. We have the same number of games played mm-hmm. and they are 10 games different Ten uh, points. Yeah. But, yeah, so sorry, 10 points different. Uh, I think if we keep the momentum, we may jump to second. We may jump to second. Yeah. Because we are playing a revolution. Philadelphia starts to crumble, and Philadelphia has a couple of big games coming up, like they playing Montreal in Montreal. They're playing Inter-Miami. Sorry, they're playing... Uh, uh, they playing Cincinnati in Cincinnati, so mm-hmm. it's and Cincinnati also has very tough games because their next game is in um the next game is Philadelphia, then they going to enter Miami and they going to Atlanta, and they beat Atlanta by a hair last mm-hmm. game uh, on Wednesday. So I think I my prediction. Starting the season when I said that we may win the East, it may happen. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna wish for it, especially with all the injuries and the weird thing that happened last game. But I am very happy with the status and I'm waiting for you to uh trash me about Fukunda Tours. I thought about that last night <laughs> I said I'm waiting for yeah, Nefer.
0: Yeah, well, he is proving his salt, and I'm very glad about it. Uh, I do want to say, um, you know, there's seven games left in the season. This is yeah. usually a time where where we're really like, oh, what's going to happen? Are we even going to make the playoffs? Like, oh, I just, you know, like last year, it was, you know, this was like really like when things got sad. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: but also for reference to – you realize that we four season ago we were not we never been in the playoff. Yes. Four seasons. now we're talking about going to the playoff as something normal. Yes. Four I'm seasons ago. Very happy we about were... that.
0: Very, very happy about that. I want us to be uh I want us to have the first I want us to have the home game for our first round. That is for Thank me, you. that would be a big success. I of course I want us to overtake Cincinnati and New England Revolution, of course. But Like, for me, I'll think that it was a very successful season if the first playoff game that we play is a home game. I hope all of the playoff games we play are home games, but that gets to be harder, um, which is fine.
1: Especially if Miami make it, and they're going to change everything to make Miami have their home
0: game. No, if Miami makes it to the playoff and they're allowed to have a home game, I am going to write the strongest worded letter to uh, the powers that be. And I know it doesn't mean anything, but like, I've been actually seeing more people. This is a total caveat, but like, I've been seeing more people who are like, I don't think that what the MLS did is good for the MLS long term um, because of the whole Messi situation. Because what, ha- like, what happens in three years when Messi leaves? Is this really building a future only if more players come? And uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of questions and.
1: And that's actually a good point, because that's actually a point I was planning to discuss it with Casey last week, Yeah, about a part where, um, so I think Messi, if Messi came one season before, the story will be different. The reason why I'm saying that, because one season ago, Saudi's league was not there. The Saudi Super League was not there. Saudi, for example, I don't know if you heard... They were trying to get Salah before the deadline. Mm-hmm. They offer 150 million pounds. Hundred and 50. So this is the, they throwing money left and right, which we as U.S., we, are, we have the money, we have the market, we have everything. However, there is no one, not one owner of MLS, NFL, NHL, NBA will spend $100 million on one player. Okay. Maybe MLB, but NHL, NFL, NBA,
0: But the reason is, the majority of the reason is because in the U.S., one of the values that we have as American leagues is parity. And so there's caps. Every single one of those leagues has a salary cap. The MLS needs to decide Are we going to be a league that removes the idea of a salary cap? And then it really is pair. And then there really is like anybody can invest whatever they want. But the problem that I have is that they're changing the rules, but not across the board. And that I think is a really big problem.
1: So that's that's fair. I agree with you. But so far, Miami didn't break the rules so far.
0: They have gotten exceptions.
1: No, they didn't. They They have an extra international
0: spot. They were given they an extra. They bought it.
1: They bought it. Yeah, that's uh, and that's that's legal. That's not exception. That's but legal. Messi's
0: salary but is it doesn't go toward their salary here cap. Here
1: is the trick. Yes, this is the trick. He that so the because he's a DP. DP salaries are not in the cap. That's that's the rules. DP. That's why they are designated players because they get here. I agree with you. This is crap because Messi getting money it's a dp money but it's over the normal dp there is no other dp including Sergio Pascas and uh, alba david alba the two that he brought with him Mm -hmm. they are not making that money and they can't afford making that money but on the other Mm -hmm. thing if you see excuse me if you saw what happened yesterday in uh, uh fc game la fc game you will know why uh, Miami doesn't care because Miami investing money and they're getting the return in Same the short p- term. In from their perspective, yes, in the short term and and for their benefit to make money, it's happening. The problem is, and I think this is a major problem and wider issue with the um, the football soccer in US. We don't have a strategy and a vision for the future. We are trying to... So when Beckham, Beckham, Bauer, Pelé came, all these players came, there was a vision of how we're going to utilize those players to enhance and make this game bigger and bigger in US. Mm-hmm. However, Messi is more of a marketing campaign. It's more of, let's make uh, a money out of a good player who is coming to enjoy living in United States and that's it there yeah. is no vision there is no vision of how we are gonna utilize Messi what we gonna use Messi to enhance and make our national team go better why we don't think about that why we don't think about how we use Messi in some campaign to enhance to make NWSL in a better shape and better marketing instead of having those stadium empty. Why we don't have a campaign or idea how to make Messi impact that this is, this is because he doesn't
0: have to do any of that because he already got paid. So he has, so he has, there's no reason that he's going to offer any of that stuff. And it should have been part of the deal that was made when he got signed. And the fact that every MLS team is paying his salary, that's, that is outside of the norm, whether or not it's a rule. Yes. Apparently it's not. But, like, no other team is going to be able to say, we, we want to bring this player, let's all pool our resources again. Nobody is ever going to be able to do that. It's only for Messi. And in light of that, the other owners should have said, if Messi's coming, it needs to do more than putting seat, butts in seats for one game of our season. It needs to be bigger. And they I just I, I'm with you. I just don't think there was a the vision. I do not uh, want to keep talking about inter Miami and Messi no, because I, 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 we have a lot of I, really I, good stuff to talk about. It's already been but ten minutes.
1: It's a, it's a, yeah, but I wanna I this is a great conversation because this is the message that we me and you who are committed Orlando City fan who are struggling to now that's a good segue to what I want to discuss. too, that we now we are down one DP, and I don't think we can get a good striker to compete in. No, this because time we had to pay for every. Messi,
0: so Wolfs don't have any more money. Like not mm,
1: mm, debatable. Not that they but, want to spend uh, on this.
0: They have an amount of money that they're willing to invest in their yes. in their MLS team, and uh, if but, they if part of they, the, even if it's just one percent of their budget had to go to pay for Messi. That's still money that we don't get to use for our own players.
1: I agree. And uh, it's hurting that we are paying for a player that is going to win everything on on our dime. So that's a different story. But what I'm saying is, for example, now we have a big challenge that if we, if, not if we, going forward to the playoffs, that we are only dependent, we have only good striker which is duncan Maguire, and maybe sometime romero enrique when we move him in the middle but romero now playing winger and jacklin and Jacqueline doesn't play anything he's still young he's not doing anything so i am wondering what's the plan because simply the windows closed in pretty much all the european leagues so if we are going to get some one of the players it's gonna be a hard task Yes, there is a huge list of the players available. I was looking at that this morning. There is a huge list of available player, but what's the plan of replacing Erjan Kara because he's a DP and a striker that we need. So.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think it, the timing is weird for him for them to have released him. Um, yes. It feels I like. He... <laughs> do you think he wanted to go?
1: I think he want to go and he 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 didn't. So if he if we didn't let him go now this is the problem. It's he has to wait until January when the winter window open because if this is the window of transfer window that closes most of countries in Middle East and Europe by the end of this week mm-hmm. every single window going to close. So there is no team in Europe will sign him. They can't sign him. So he has to stuck here until the end of the season, which is going to be probably October, early November, if we stay till the end in the playoffs. This means that he will have no opportunity to sign with anybody until the January window opens. Mm-hmm. That's why I think he, after he most of the summer he didn't play, he said, okay, F it, bye. And uh, he... He leave. Yeah, but and, our
0: but the team, the like front office has the ability to not make that deal. And leave because they leave us in a lurch for this season where we're in a position that if we have a full team, we could go deep into the MLS Cup. We could yeah. potentially win.
1: Worst part, Duncan get injured last game. Yeah. In the, the game. Which is the
0: why strength. you don't cut people. Do the when you don't have somebody ready to take their spot. I just think that that this, this is one of those things where I think uh, if we, if we end up only making it to the first, through the first round of the playoffs, I think this will be a thing people point to of a failure of the front Mm -hmm. office. And I don't know all the inner workings, obviously of the club, but I, it just feels like I, and I'm not like an, I'm not a Cara stand. Like I'm not like, Oh, he's the best, yeah, whatever. Okay. But he's he's usable in a situation where you need a striker, and he does well coming off yeah. the bench and all those kinds of things. So I just, I for me, it just doesn't make a ton of sense when you don't have anybody else waiting in the wings.
1: And uh, and not only that, it's also the replacement perspective, which is we don't have opportunity to have replacement in the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, what I'm saying is there needs to be somebody that's already on the team that they were waiting, that they were saying, we're ready for this guy to come in. And Jacqueline isn't it, so I don't know what to say. Uh, uh,
1: Unless they're going to decide to go to get somebody that's very expensive from Samba, from the people who got rejected by European leagues. And there is some of them, and go grab them, and they going to it's going to cost you a lot, but could help you. I don't know. It's going to be I just be don't see them. Then.
0: I honestly think they'll will play. I I would be surprised if we sign another DP before the end of the season. I think we're going to we'll play look. we're going to play with that spot open. And it's just crazy when you look at what's going on with other teams where they are stacking their DPs and we can't even we we've never had in the time that I followed Orlando City. I don't think there's ever been a time where there are three DPs that are all like I was excited about all three ever.
1: Never. We always have only one. That sort of one. works.
0: Yeah, I know. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about the last few games briefly, just to catch people up. Yep. Um, the uh the game uh, against St. Louis uh was great. Torres, my boy, coming through with yep. two goals. Um, St. Louis sitting at the top of their division. Um, the, honestly, I think a lot of people expected us in St. Louis to to fall. Um, to them and so yep. it's it was a great great game. I think really good for our um momentum coming into this portion of the season.
1: And I think it gave a lot to our team to uh to understand where we are and where we're going in next steps. It's impact them in a good way to move forward. It was a good game and we played well. It wasn't just a a game that we were there, uh, play some sort of okay, and we went no, we played good, and we have very um, very con- a congested midfield that stopped, <laughs> stopped Saint Louis because I was I was at the game and it was really interesting to watch, uh, Nico, uh, our former Orlando City player who mm-hmm. was playing their striker now. And you can see how we just isolated him to the point they replaced him by the second half because well he was not doing anything.
0: Uh, and I think he got hurt in that game. That's the I, I'm not
1: sure. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't see it in the field, but I know there is a, a, there is, was a report and people said it's he got hurt. Yeah, but I didn't see it in the field. In in the, what uh, I in,
0: in what I read, it was a shoulder injury from. Uh, a hard foul from Janssen.
1: Yeah, that's another person that we need to talk about it in the end. Okay. Janssen, because I have questions. He then we is, g-
0: it's a different it's a different player than it was uh, 2 months ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh next game we went to play in Charlotte uh other mm-hmm. than the goal that got um the offside for the mm-hmm. Duncan Maguire, that I think, <laughs> And I believe it's a goal, but it's okay. It's okay because they ca- they called off a, 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 a real goal for Cincinnati and they called it offside. It was a real goal, but... Yeah. The, anyway.
0: It did not feel like so, the most consistently officiated game.
1: Yeah. It, and the, I think people were so frustrated with the rain and the hurricane and they were just want to get out. And, yeah. And I think... That help us was the goal for Ojeda when mm-hmm. when he just hanged the ball in the in the box and nobody know what to do and they didn't touch it. But again, I think uh, uh, that was was one of the game that was eh. Let's go. Yeah, let's pa- there was a lot going it.
0: on. I mean, it was like yeah, the the whole uh, southeast was like you know in a state of weirdness from the storm. So. Yeah. That, that sound, That's, you know, that's understandable. Um, but the game I'm really excited to talk about is the uh, FC Cincinnati game.
1: Because it was an away game. Yeah. In Cincinnati.
0: It's the and first we, loss they've had the whole season at home.
1: Yeah, and this is the third loss for the season. They have, they lost three times, mm-hmm. and this is the third time, and the first loss in. And the fun thing, um, what's his face? Yeah. Um, uh oh my gosh I forgot it now. Uh, it's one of our big commentator here. Uh, Evan, Evan, uh, the commentator for Orlando mm-hmm. City on yeah. uh radio. Mm-hmm. He said that he said he pointed out that we were the team that stopped the season. Every strike of winning, we stopped Philadelphia, we stopped Saint Louis, and we stopped uh Cincinnati. So. Yeah. We are the dreamer uh, dream crashers and record holder crashers i'm 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 all I'm fine about that. that
0: i'm fine with that I am.
1: and the other piece that I liked in that game, how we played we yeah. played a very interesting uh and in a way that i like i still have question about playing dugar in the uh right wing mm-hmm. to be honest uh i think he he goes to the front a lot, which open a huge space behind him, which require our center backs to adjust to cover behind him yeah. or ask. And they they rely on uh, Dugar to go forward, where Santos rely backwards, so we get three. And when we are in the opposite way, we have Santos on the front and Dugar stay backward. Which is, I don't think it's efficient because simply we lose another good player on the wing, so we don't have the service if the ball went and we service it and it crossed to the other side, we don't have the other player on the other side to follow up and try to restart in a second wave of the uh, of the of the same play. So yeah. that's my biggest question. Also, this is a good segue to. The second piece that I want to mention, I don't know what's wrong with Jensen. There is something going. There is something weird with Jensen. Mm-hmm. He's he's slow. He lose he lose his focus in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. His um, decision making is really interesting. The last couple of games, mm-hmm. I'm worried about the center field uh, the center backs position because Antonio Carlos is out uh Jansen in his weirdness. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we know Schlegel and his uh his emotional No, he's uh, he's
0: he's not the guy to be steady Eddie when we need him.
1: So, I, I that will leave you with Saleem who doesn't play, about Saleem who doesn't play, or you're going to pull uh Thomas Williams, which is another player who doesn't play. So, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, especially we our next st- uh, stretch, the next three games are the big three games mm-hmm. of the season for us. We play in Columbus in Orlando. Then we go play uh, NYFC in New York. Then we get Inter-Miami here. Mm-hmm. Right? And we need to beat Inter-Miami because of the crap that happened in the first game. FYI, if you listen to or Apple people, uh, everybody is mentioning how scandalous that game <laughs> and how they won, and I'm I'm proud of that. That everybody saw it and everybody's talking about
0: it. Yeah, it's nice that a lot of times those commentators don't love Orlando, so it's nice to have some respect from those guys. Um
1: and especially to, uh, Taylor Taylor Tolman is talking good about Orlando, which I know. Is,
0: makes me nervous to be honest
1: which is good. It's a good for change.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I do think the next few games are going to be really critical. Um, we yeah. need, you know, we really need to have a good showing in. Honestly, I think that like, if we keep this momentum going, we'll be in good shape. Um, I'm really, so I think the other big thing that we have to talk about is uh junior Urso coming back to the team two weeks ago.
1: Oh boy. Oh, um,
0: makes me so happy. Uh, I think he's really good. For, uh, he's really good. The bear. Uh, he's back.
1: Oh, sorry, the bear.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, you know. I think. I think he's really good for the team, for the morale, for all like the whole situation. I think it's just r- incredibly, incredibly important for the team for him to be on the pitch again in, in the locker I room.
1: Think it, I think it's gonna help also with, uh, with him being next to Mauricio Pereira. Being the captain, uh, Mauricio, we know we talked about that multiple times. How he is a very uh, quiet uh, leader, mm-hmm. while Junior also doesn't give ad-
0: a rip. Ad- yep, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's uh, decorum is not something he's interested in, which I, I think is important for our team at this moment. So I'm like I'm only only very very happy about his return. Um, and he's really contributed as he's come in off the bench and all of those kinds of things. I think he started one game. Um, I I think that he – I I could see him um, really giving some of these teams a, a run for their money. And adding new pieces um, allows us to be not as uh, um, predictable. So I, I think there's a lot of things that are going to happen. I hope that whatever's going on with Duncan McGuire is not very serious and that yes. he's able to – like I would love for him to be back uh, in two weeks for the uh, for the game versus Columbus. It's kind of good timing that we have a little bit of time off. Um,
1: Especially we're gonna have Cartagena out for the red cards. So yeah, yep. That's another thing. I also
0: I all of these guys who have been getting yellow cards all season. A lot of them haven't had their accumulation come up yet. But like, there's a possibility that we that one of these next seven games we're gonna be playing really. Uh, thinly because of yellow card accumulation. I think we
1: started, actually, we started to clean that. Uh, yeah, a couple the, people,
0: but they're just, it yeah. seems like everybody on the team has been It's
1: consistent. It's has been fast
0: and loose uh, with the fouls. And so, um, some of them I think are well-deserved, some are not, some were uh, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, the, like the Cartagena's the, the red card was really, uh, really questionable because he was standing and he moved the other player moved toward him, so it's very questionable. Where, uh, a player a play before that, uh, the guy from Cincinnati slam uh, was Cartagena slammed him in the face, and he just got a yellow card. So I was okay, I see Cartagena hit was a yellow card, but if you're gonna give that yellow card, this, this one should, should be, a be a
0: yellow card, yeah. Yellow
1: card too. But there is the consistency with the pro uh referee is really interesting and yeah unfortunately that game was refereed with one of the international uh fifa referees which is another weird thing
0: yeah well um i'm really looking forward to the crew game in a couple weeks um i think that's gonna be really great uh i i cannot wait for miami to come here i I think uh, I think playing in uh, Exploria is tough for other teams. And while there will be a lot of pink shirts there that night, I think Purple is going to show up. I think the Lions are really going to show up hard. Um, and uh, I, I'm, that's my hope is that it isn't like a home game for Messi.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be – and I don't think the referee is going to be uh, going crazy – uh like what they did in the game in Miami because this is home game for us. So this is a different different And it's story. not a tournament.
0: Like so I could understand from Apple's perspective, like every game that Messi's in is high ratings on TV. We're in regular games though, so he's definitely gonna play again next week, no matter how this game goes. And I think the only thing is like I do think that they really want them to make the playoffs. But the fact that they drew was the last game or two games ago makes a two game before the LA game they drew. Um, that makes me feel like okay, they're not like just the door isn't just opening for them. It's hard fought, yeah, but I, but uh, you know.
1: I, I'm wondering what's the rest of Miami games. I know they're gonna play Cincinnati, uh, in Cincinnati in Miami, and no, they play sport. Play a- they
0: play sporting next.
1: In yeah, they Sporting. Yeah, then they gotta go play Atlanta uh-huh. in Atlanta, then Toronto, then us. Then they have NYFC. Then they gonna have Chicago. They have ah, uh, then I Cincinnati. Yeah, the, I think they they can win most of this game except the three, us, NYFC, and Cincinnati. Those are the games that are gonna be hard for them, but they can beat K. Sporting K- KC is gonna be an interesting one. They've been mm-hmm. up and down, up and down. But Atlanta, I think they can beat them in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know. I Toronto. think that there's a
0: lot of like, uh, there's a lot of Atlanta, like with Joseph Martinez. Like they think that there might be some like pep in their step. I never want to see Atlanta win except this time.
1: Oh yeah, and we we in Atlanta are now we are buddies when it comes to uh Messi playing against Once Miami. We play, yep. Yeah, playing against Miami, we are buddies. Yeah, we are before the Messi guard. was there,
0: I was like, oh, uh, I would love for Miami. We don't to don't Atlanta. I would love it, but they and yeah, now I care. Um, yeah. they are also still in the Open Cup, which they play three days after they're with us. They go to Houston yep. or they uh, play Houston at home. Um. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. Like they they don't leave the southeast. Like they don't leave between Georgia and Miami or Atlanta and Miami for all of September. Mm-hmm. Every game is somewhere through through there, which is pretty lucky, I would say, for this uh, to be their schedule.
1: They are not going out of the. They don't have to. Eat,
0: they only have to go to Chicago. Chicago and- is the only time that they have even a time change, and it's an hour. And it's—I don't know—I just—I think that there's some craziness with that, but um, whatever. I'm a conspiracy theorist about Miami at this point.
1: Yeah, all of us. All <laughs> of us. And, and, and after the crowd that the attracted yesterday in LFC, I don't know if you po- saw the the list of the people who went and attend. Mm-hmm. I realized that MLS will look at this. Oh. Uh yeah, we would keep doing that because mm-hmm. they are attracting all these celebrities and people mm-hmm. who never cared about soccer. And like Selena Gomez after the game. I love Messi. Ma'am, have you heard of Messi before? She didn't the... even know he's
0: from Argentina. I'm just kidding, she might have, but uh I yeah, I, I'm talking about yeah, oldest
1: crowd I care I would say Lebron no. James because he knows Liverpool because he's one of the owners of Liverpool. And uh, Prince Harry because he's British and he knows of Messi definitely.
0: No, but there's a lot of people who know of Messi because of his celebrity, and that that's all that matters in LA. You can't look at the LA guest list and they, and do anything like it's just all nonsense. Um, I do think it's kind of crazy that the schedule like they have two more games. I think on the on the like since since Messi came, they play two more games than most teams. So like. Even that like gives them the opportunity to get those points, you know? And it's I just feel like the timing they brought him in with just enough time that they might be able to make the playoffs. And that's yeah. That's just it's so infuriating to me because they have been dead last. And now they're only second from the bottom.
1: And and the other thing that I've been looking at it, I, I am trying to understand what they did better as a team. To get them where they are right now. So, because one player... We are not playing tennis. Not one player going to change the whole dynamic. I know there are three, but... I don't know. I really don't know. It's every... And honestly, it's everybody in that team looks better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I well, think I will not... This, this, I will not say that Messi didn't impact the player to be more hungry.
0: Of course. Well when but, you when you feel like all you're doing is losing and there's no way you're going to win, it's hard to stay in it. Yeah. Bringing these three guys with Messi at the front changes that. It just it just does change the calculus for them. And you know, whatever, I think if I I think if there weren't all of the other things that we've talked about that make me so frustrated about all of this, it's like good good on you David Beckham for figuring out how to take your loser team and turn it around so quickly and now being like the poster team for how to save a sport in America, you know, it's just like so upsetting. Uh, But that's the way people outside people who don't know anything about what's going on. They talk about it. Like they know something and the, all of the, you know, it just, it's just hard to be somebody who is paying a little more attention at the moment.
1: Yeah. I was looking I just looked at the numbers. So, Miami has two games on hand. So if, they, if we hypothetically uh, say that Miami win the two games in hand, the 26 and 27 game, this mm-hmm. means that they're going to get six points. So 25 plus six is 31. They're still not in the playoffs. So they're going to be two points under DC. So this is going to be an interesting one. Because it, it
0: will be really, really interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, heartbreak for teams in their wake because I do think that they're going to get the, I'm not saying anybody's cheating, but they're going to get the benefit of like when, when there's subjective calls, which there are, that's all sports are. It's like, there's a lot of subjectiveness to it. And yeah. I think that they're going to get those. I think the calls are going to go their way more than they won't because it's good for the league.
1: It's good for the show.
0: It's good for the money of the league, I should say.
1: Which is the show. (laughs) Which is all
0: that the powers that be. I mean, that's like the thing they really care about. Welcome to capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that cheer, you know, we won't have an episode next week because there's nothing to talk about. Um, But we'll be back after the game um, against uh, 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 Columbus. I was like, it's a C team. Columbus crew. Um, and we'll be happy to report hopefully another beautiful win and uh some new uh we'll see what what uh old poppy does with uh the lineup see how he changes things
1: yeah it's gonna be interesting to watch what he's gonna do with the lineup
0: yeah so awesome great talking with you as always andy we're happy your technology is working again and until <laughs> next time go city